1: Uh, As the selection show begins right now, we will stay on. We are going to react to this as the bracket is revealed itself, Uh, how this will work. We'll go region by region, just like they go region by region. At the end of a full region being revealed, we will give our analysis what shocked us, what feels right, what feels wrong. I will do my best to sort of commentate this as each pod is announced, as each team comes through. You will get our live genuine reactions. Lucky for me, I don't have anything to sweat today. Unlucky for me, my team Michigan's not on the bubble. So I'm just going to be able to play host today, ladies and gentlemen. It feels good. Uh, Once again, this is our marathon show on the field of 68 today. This is the first hour of Roughly eight more hours that you're going to get us for. Uh, We're going all the way up until midnight tonight. Uh, We have every single character that's been associated with uh, this platform all season long coming and making an appearance tonight. Uh, And of course, we are starting with these two with Rocco Miller, with Brad Wachtel, A shout-out also needs to be given to our other bracketologists. We got Andy Bottoms and Lucas Harkins who have done a fantastic job for us this year. And now, gentlemen, the moment we've waited for, the bracket reveal has begun. The number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. We nailed it. It's Alabama. That's got to feel good. We've got one under our belts, gentlemen.
2: (laughs) One for one. All right.
1: Yeah. One for one. You, hey, you can't go 68 for 68 until you go one for one. <laughs> um, now we will wait to see who Alabama will be paired up with. If I were an eight, nine, I would not want to see my name popping up here on the 16 line. Looks like we got Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, uh, and then Southeast Missouri State. SEMO, the Redhawks, had yeah. a crazy finish last week.
3: And for Corpus Christi, it's their second straight year in the first four. I thought they might get pushed out of the first four so they wouldn't go back a second straight year. We're also going to see Texas Southern uh, uh, later in the first four, I believe. So um, that's pretty interesting there.
1: All right. Uh, You see the SEMO fans going crazy. Good to see some electricity in that building there. Uh, All right. Our first eight seed, the Maryland Terrapins. Ooh, Kevin Willard, his first year. That's a tough draw for Kevin Willard. Welcome to the NCAA tournament. Let's see what you can shake here. You're going to get Alabama and the nine. They will be playing the West Virginia Mountaineers. Wow. 19 and 14 for West Virginia this year. It sounded at times like they were in danger of missing this tournament safely in the field on the nine line. You guys feel good about that?
3: Feel great. That's exactly the game I had in my bracket. Below Love Alabama. it, Rocco.
1: Love it. All right. Yeah. Moving on here. We've got
3: <laughs> We've got San Diego
1: State. Next okay. up on the list, and they will take on Charleston. our city.
3: It's Charleston. Wow, Pat Interesting. Kelsey. Interesting to see San Diego State and Orlando, uh, but a nice flight from uh, San Diego to Orlando. Sunny on both sides of that flight. Yeah, you're telling me how
1: long's that flight? I might need to look up the mileage on that one before I fill my bracket out here. Gosh. Uh, all right, moving on. We have Virginia. Yep, so they kept Virginia
2: wow. four seed even though they have an injury and they lost to Duke in the championship. That's interesting. I'm not sure if I would have done that, but, you know, that's okay. Yeah, Duke definitely had a good argument. Um, true road
3: wins, though. Virginia did have uh, road wins against the field. And Furman on the
1: 13 line. I'm already looking ahead potentially, guys, not to write off a couple teams, but a San Diego State-Virginia game my yeah. eyes are bleeding gentlemen my eyes are bleeding we move on here the sixth seed it's creighton uh all right a little discrepancy here we didn't nail everything they're on the six line boys they are not a
2: seven this seed. could be the play-in. You guys are fired you're fired this could be the plane oh <laughs> nc state is in wow not even in the playing game okay that's a bit of a surprise
3: So we got Bubba Cunningham on the uh, NCAA selection committee going back to Furman as well. um, That was a tough choice to put them either 13 or 14. Uh, The Samford AD out of the SOCON is also on the committee. So helped out the Paladins a little bit there.
1: All right. NC state makes it as an 11. We've got Baylor in as a three seed. They will take on UC Santa Barbara, those games in Denver. Baylor Creighton. I mean, that could be interesting. That could be a very fun one. That's the flip side of the Virginia uh, or the uh, San Diego State game that I mentioned quickly. And moving and on good, here.
3: That's oh, a good sign on. for Marquette. Uh, seeing Baylor on the three line. Is Utah State. Sign. Yep, is a great sign for Marquette or maybe Gonzaga if they're if they're lucky.
1: Missouri and Utah State on the other side of the bracket in our seven versus ten spot. And now we await the two-seed in the south, and it is the Arizona Wildcats. Arizona. Yeah,
3: interesting interesting there to put Arizona in uh, Sacramento instead of their preferred Denver.
1: Interesting. All right, and we await the 15 seed. Who will take on Arizona? It is Princeton. All right, guys. One down, three to go. Uh, let's step back at a broader level here, Rocco. What jumps out to you
3: from this region? Well, UC Santa Barbara's under-seeded. They're, they're better than a 14. Uh, they had three quad two wins. Uh, they play in a much better league uh, than Furman does. Uh, but we had a situation there where the Sanford a- athletic directors on the committee uh, perhaps played a role in that. And uh, the Big West did not have any representatives this year. Um, so th- that one jumps out just as a, as a nerd. Obviously, Creighton um, getting the sixth line, totally justifiable. That was a really tough call. It's probably a bad sign for St. Mary's later. Okay. Brad, you agree there? What else comes out of you? We'll
2: probably see St. Mary's on the seven line, um, since Creighton is on the six. Um, and in terms of the matchups, I mean, San Diego State and Charleston—I mean, that's that's a that's a matchup I will definitely consider taking Charleston in that game.
3: Okay. okay. Oh yeah, um, the matchups are awesome. Yeah, and you see Santa Barbara the way Baylor's playing. I mean, that's not a slam dunk in a three fourteen wild card game because, like I said, the gauchos they, they should be on a 13 line and Baylor not playing well down the stretch.
2: Yeah. yeah not UC, at all. UC Santa Barbara was three and one against quad one and two opponents. I thought they should have been a 13 as well. Um, that's, that's definitely interesting. I think they're, they're a little uh, underseated. Wow. Yeah, would, all right. Would, so would...
1: anybody at home, put a circle around UC Santa Barbara. If you want a trendy upset pick, you've heard from the smartest guys in the room here. What are going to say sure. Rocco.
3: Uh, on Virginia versus Furman, I, I hate that matchup for Furman because I just think the pack line of Virginia against Furman's the times when they lose in their league is when they beat themselves sloppy turnovers, despite the the veterans of Bothwell and Slauson. Um, I, I think that's just gonna be too tough of a matchup through a full 40 minute game. Um, and Furman's gonna get pretty frustrated playing that team. Okay.
1: Uh, At a broad level here, guys, this region has a couple teams I really like. They tug on my heartstrings. Alabama's been playing the best of anybody in the country. Arizona's been one of my favorite teams in the country. They won the Pac-12 tournament last night when the bright lights are on. They've played their best this season. And Baylor, even given their struggles, we know what Scott Drew's teams can do in March. How do you feel about the strength of this region? Obviously, we need to see the other three, but does this feel like a a, a death match of a region to you, or would you be on the other side of that, Brad?
2: Yeah, um, I got to see the other regions. I don't think Virginia is a particularly strong four seed uh, in this region. Uh, Baylor is is probably one of the better three seeds. It's actually interesting that Baylor ended up getting a three seed because they were one of the teams that potentially could have gotten a two seed. Could be good news for Marquette or Gonzaga, I guess we will see. Um, but but I, I would say with Arizona and Alabama, that's that's a relative and Baylor, that's a that's a pretty strong league. Um that's definitely right now probably one of the stronger leagues regions we're gonna say.
3: Yeah it feels, right. pretty Rock, agree? It feels pretty balanced to me. I mean you gotta love the top two of Alabama Arizona and the strength there. There's a lot of strength there uh baylor virginia um you know baylor will come in as one of the most deserving threes as they were on the two line probably at the start of the week so um but just the way baylor's played lately and then virginia's wishy-washiness you don't know what you're going to get there i do like their draw as i said um I, i think it's you know it's probably not the weakest region it's probably not the best region so it's it's probably second or third so but we don't know
1: yeah, uh, sit tight. We'll get answers at the end of the show. I know I'm putting you guys under the gun here with some difficult questions. Um, all right, you you guys called out Santa Barbara. Give me another quote-unquote upset that you've got your eye on given these matchups. Either one of you can jump in if you got one.
3: Yeah, I mean, San Diego. Uh, Brad did a good job with San Diego State. You know, they do go in droughts all the time uh, in games. You know, the, yesterday they, they pulled that out against Utah State with – some bench players picking up the slack for, for the starters, not playing very well. Um, But they just always seem to find a way. Now they've had well-documented NCAA tournament struggles uh, last year, losing in a really good game actually against Creighton. Um, But they got blown out uh, against the Syracuse zone, the the tournament before. So the Aztecs, I think have a ton of pressure now, especially at the five seed level. And they're going to be playing down in Orlando against a bunch of rabid Charleston fans. It won't be that hard for, all of our city to get down to Orlando. That's a beautiful draw for them. Um, And in fact, Charleston, even though I don't think they're the strongest of the 12s personally, at least to make a run um, with this draw playing in Orlando, uh, I think they can navigate Virginia in the second round, assuming my synopsis of the Virginia Furman matchup is correct um, to get into the sweet 16. So, so that, that might be the story to watch is how, how far Charleston can get.
1: All right, to the Midwest region where the
3: unveil has begun. We've got the Houston
1: Cougars fresh off a conference championship game lost today to Memphis. They are locked in on the one line, as you guys so accurately told me they would be. So they are going playing
3: Howard. Are they playing Howard?
1: Uh, we are waiting We're on about this. to find so, out coming <laughs> up. Uh, we're you guys getting are ex- so far ahead. <laughs> we we got an extended shot here of, uh I mean, Houston just fist bumping in their room. I don't know what's taking so long to see their matchup here. Speed it up, CBS. Come on.
3: It, sh- it should be Howard if uh, my date is correct here.
2: <laughs> All right. You are not correct.
3: All right. Interesting. <laughs> wow. It's Northern, Northern, Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky. Okay. That makes sense. I-, I would expect Howard to be the other straight 16 uh later on then. All right.
1: Uh, so the Cougars and the Norse in the one sixteen matchup in the Midwest, the Iowa Hawkeyes on the eight line. Yeah, uh, I right. guess I shouldn't be so surprised to see a bunch of big 10 teams on the yeah. eight, nine line when every team in that conference is probably on that C line. But uh, man, again, tough for the Hawkeyes there. If they're going to have to face Houston first, though, they will have to get through Auburn in Birmingham, Alabama.
3: What a draw. And that's what I put in my bracket, and I got a lot of slack, but it's the exact matchup I had in the 8-9. And it's just basically because with all the Big Ten teams in the 8-9, Auburn had to go somewhere, and it worked to go there.
1: Very interesting. All right, to the five seed in the Midwest region, it is the Miami Hurricanes. Miami on the five line.
3: Yep, um, that's interesting. I had moved Miami to the best number six, so that that stings a little bit for the Matrix, but uh, I can totally
2: see it. they're they're going to be playing drake that's the matchup we had
3: yeah there we go um i think they played each other last year down in the orlando tournament uh miami and drake that was a pretty good game if i remember right good job guys another one
1: under our belt gold star uh the four seed in this region indiana
3: the hoosiers in against iona right it's got to be
2: iona or louisiana Still could be. Kent State or Kent State.
1: Kent
3: State. Wow. It is Kent State. Yep. So a rematch of the Elite Eight. It's the re- uh, when Antonio Gates played for Kent State back in the day.
2: Wow. And just so we know, uh, head coach at Kent State, Rob Senderoff, used to be an assistant at Indiana back Kent in the State.
3: day. And wow. a, manager, a manager, I believe, right?
1: And a manager. Yeah. Moving on here, the 6 seed, the Iowa State Cyclones.
2: This could be the playing game. Yes. Mississippi State and Pitt. Wow.
3: Wow. So they were lower on Mississippi State than, than I was for sure. Um, I, I didn't think they were at that much risk, but I guess Joe Lenardi was right about them. T- hat tip to Joe. Wow. Good job, Lenardi. Pit, it,
1: pit in the <laughs> he play-in. got one right. He got one yeah, right. Yeah, he got one right. Pitt in the play in game. Um, interesting there. Another one that we had That's right a, near That the feels cover.
3: right. That feel the pit thing feels right because we were also torn on pit. Like putting them in Dayton just felt like the right thing to do uh, from a logical committee standpoint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: logical conclusion. All right, to the three seed here, Xavier. Wow, on the three line,
3: that's a surprise. First big surprise, I would say. So that means Xavier stu- got
2: the three seed over UConn.
3: Yeah, they went over UConn. They got a round further in the tournament, but.
2: And they will take on the Kennesaw
3: State Owls on the
1: 14 line. Uh, We will go more in-depth on Xavier on the three over UConn as soon as this region wraps up. But I'm with you guys. That one feels like a surprise
3: to me. Xavier better be ready for a fight. The Owls are going to fight.
1: All right. Texas A&M is the seventh seed in the Midwest.
2: Wow. Definitely underseeded. That's an
3: underseeded team, yes.
2: Two Quadrant Four losses. So maybe the committee is telling us something.
1: Don't lose quad four games, folks. That's what they're telling us, apparently. I don't know. The 10 seed, the Penn State Nittany Lions. All right.
3: That's about where they belong. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, I believe we had them on our 10 line as well.
3: Did Penn State win the Big 10 title? I I didn't even have it on.
1: They did not. A very ugly shot attempt at the buzzer.
3: Okay. All right.
1: And the Texas Longhorns are the two seed here.
3: They'll play Vermont or Colgate probably or UNC Asheville or Asheville. Yeah.
2: Colgate. And it Colgate is Colgate
3: is it? toothpaste.
1: All right. All right. That's uh, let's, let's, let's go right into it guys. Xavier on the three line, not Yukon Brad, what do we make of this?
2: Yeah. I mean, go back to what the reveals told us. Yukon was a five. Xavier was a four. So it was hard for Yukon to get up there. They didn't get to the finals of the big East tournament they finish in the middle of the pack of the big east um you know they have all the metrics but xavier gets the nod um kind of surprised about that uh but they you know xavier is better against q1 opponents and q1 and 2 opponents um i guess they're playing better now but not really a uh, little little bit of a surprise there i would i would have went UConn and over xavier yeah
3: i I, I agree uconn had the better credentials but they told us at the reveal they liked xavier then and i guess there hasn't been enough of a difference for uconn to pass they passed a lot of teams but they not enough to pass xavier apparently and it makes some sense i think about a week ago i still had xavier higher i just wish i would have never switched it
2: (laughs) but um um, yeah so at this at this juncture we have all the teams correct um Sure. We're missing a playing game. We're missing Rutgers. We're missing Arizona State, Providence, USC. Those are teams that could be on the 10 or the 11 line or maybe one of them is not in. Interesting. Uh, All right. We so Texas does land on the two
1: line. We assumed that uh, the rumors that maybe they could jump up to the one. Nothing more than rumors. You guys are good with that, right?
2: Yeah. I think they, yeah. I think they should be the, the top two seed um, and Purdue yeah. earn that, that number one seed. Okay. Yeah. I think it's interesting. They sent
3: them to Des Moines. I thought just depending, you know, as long as Marquette is the last two seed and not Gonzaga, that's what I'm really curious about. Um, you know, that then Texas should have gone to Denver. Marquette should have got Des Moines. Um, Texas is actually like 50 miles closer to Denver. Uh, austin texas is so just the city can give away some clues like that for me
2: and just just looking ahead to the last bracket and the teams we need to fill in you know the 11 seed if it is who we had rutgers if it is rutgers against arizona state or whoever it might be the sixth seed very well could be kentucky
1: Yep. okay uh i obviously flag this i'm a big 10 guy three Big Ten teams in this region, Iowa and Indiana on the same half of this region. Uh, there, There's not really a great way to avoid that sometimes, right, with these bigger conferences that get a lot of teams in. Uh, is there anything just, I, I guess, with the structure of this that feels off about so many Big Ten teams in one region to you guys, or is that just how it had to be? Yeah. it's just that's how it had to be. I
2: mean, there's a lot of – you know, the Big Ten's a – it's a good conference. Um, Purdue's very good are there any great teams? No, I think there's a lot of teams that are very similar. It's a deep conference, but they're all middle of the pack NCAA tournament teams. And it is tricky. And I'm sure it was tri- tricky for the committee to get everybody seated properly because there's a lot of teams that are seven, eight, nine, ten 10 Um, But I think that's where they des- they all deserve to be. Okay. Texas AM, and Rocco,
1: you called out underseated. Yep. On the seven line, what makes them underseeded to you?
3: Well, I mean, they've been red hot for two months. They've accumulated a ton of good wins, uh, you know, not only through the SEC run going 15 and three in the league, not that league matter uh, record matters on the team sheet, uh, but obviously on their way to accumulating that run, um, they had great wins and uh, they they also ran through the SEC tournament. They, they pulled, poured cold water all over Vanderbilt yesterday uh, and their hopes And I mean, this is just a tough, tough team. Um, And I thought their wins were certainly stronger than a team like a St. Mary's and even a Creighton. Um, And I think Texas A&M landing on the seven is is actually good news for my neighbors here uh, at St. Mary's who are much more likely to get a six seed now
2: um, just based on the teams left available. And also just looking ahead with with the bubble that we had, Vanderbilt's a team that is trying to get into the field. If Kentucky is the six seed, that means Vanderbilt is not going to be in the NCAA tournament. Wow,
0: right.
1: interesting. Okay, I just love with you. the match the matchup uh, elim- process of elimination there. Yep the the math on the fly, guys. It's very impressive. That's why you guys are who you are. I love it. Uh, I I'm looking at a couple matchups in this region still, guys. I love this Penn State team. I really do. But like you said, Texas a and is a little underseeded. Could we get Texas versus Texas A&M in the round of 32? I mean that's that's a juicy one guys. Who's uh who's a team here you think? Same question I asked in the last region. Who's a double digit seeded team that you like the path
2: for here? You got one Brad? I do, but I I, I need to see the bracket and I don't know what all ends. <laughs> that's where that's that's where I got stuck. Obviously Penn State's an easy
3: answer, right? <laughs> um you know, they'll have to, the problem for Penn State is they're hot and they have to play Texas A&M was just flat out tough. I mean, I would love to pick Penn State, but I I might not be able to pick that.
1: Yeah, um, tough, tough break for the Nitty Lions to go uh Texas AM to a red hot Texas team, even if they win that one. All right, we're gonna move now uh to our next region here. I believe this is is this the East region, guys?
2: It's the it's the West.
3: Uh well that is good news for Gonzaga, um, in terms of getting Las Vegas, uh, because just the math of it all, um, they would have had to Maybe go midwest if if Kansas was sent east,
1: wow, okay, so Kansas is in the West. They will take on Howard in the one sixteen game.
3: There it is, Howard straight in that's I was a region early, but they're straight in.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform
1: And in the 8-9 game, we have Arkansas on the 8-line. Yeah, maybe against
3: uh,
0: Illinois.
1: Big 10 team, right? Illinois in the 9. Wow. Juicy one there. A lot of talent in that game. The Arkansas guards versus the Illinois transfers for a chance to take on Kansas.
3: And that's a good sign for Michigan State to get a 7 seed um, just because – Michigan State played Purdue twice, so they can't be the eight seed next to Purdue.
1: Guys, St. Mary's is a five seed, and they've got VCU in the five twelve. Brad, you are shaking your head. I've never seen you make a face like this.
2: I <laughs> think I think St. Mary's is. I'm surprised. That's where they were at the bracket reveal. They got bl- their doors blown off against Gonzaga, and I thought there were some other teams that deserved to be ahead of them. I'm, I'm surprised that St. Mary's survived to be a five seed. UConn yeah, we, is the four here. And this could and, mean both
3: St. Mary's and Gonzaga land in the West, by the way. Yukon okay. Iona in Albany. That's
2: interesting. Wow.
1: wow. It's the matchup wow. everybody wanted. Uh, the I'm six still. Is
2: TCU, which means it could be Vanderbilt.
1: I am running circles in my head around St. Mary's as a five. I... And TCU will take on.
2: Oh, my God. Rutgers is out. Oh.
1: Arizona State and Nevada in the play-in game, which, as Brad just said, likely means Rutgers is out of the
2: field. Unless they're unless they're at ten, that's their only hope. What about Providence? Or Providence? Wow. Or or no USC. It's Gonzaga is team. the
1: three seed in the
3: West. Yep, that's where I had them. That's good news for the Zags. They'll get Sacramento and they'll get uh, Las Vegas. If they and the
1: Zags there. take on Grand Canyon in the three fourteen. So Saint Mary's and Gonzaga in the Rutgers same.
2: Rutgers to be a, an eleven in the last region. My
1: bad. Okay, still a shot for Rutgers. Yeah. We just wanted to scare the Scarlet Knights. It's okay. Sorry, sorry guys. It's all <laughs> right. They deserve it. Uh, another Big Ten team here on the seven line, Northwestern, and my favorite player in college basketball, Boo. Bowie, boo. I must applaud you, my friend.
4: Hey guys, just a reminder. Our sponsor for today's episode is run your pool. They are hosting the field of 68 bracket challenge this year. They are giving away $1,500 in free prizes. It's all an incentive for you to get on there and find out just how good their platform is. I've been using them for my bracket pools for years. I've used them for Super Bowl squares. I use them for everything that I need to use them for the biggest survivor pool that I'm in for both NFL and NCAA tournament is by run your pool. So go check them out the links below tap in. Do you guys ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument that your takes weren't hot? They were right? Well, I have an answer to all of your problems. Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all your predictions and hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results and prove that you are in fact The smartest one in the room and the smartest one in your friend group we all know how much that matters you can always win the bar argument with the vaulted app they're also going to be releasing more than 50 pools over the course of the next three months from the ncaa tournament to the nba playoffs on into baseball season so download the app at the link below sign up for your three month trial and store your predictions now and forever Are you a college basketball junkie? Are you the kind of fan that gets frustrated that this beautiful sport has such a lack of national coverage outside of the month of March? Well, let me tell you about the Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network podcasts, live streams, and newsletters that cover the sport at every level on every platform. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up with college basketball is through the Field of 68. Hey, guys, just a reminder, our sponsor for today's episode is Run Your Pool. They are hosting the Field of 68 Bracket Challenge. This year, they are giving away $1,500 in free prizes. It's all an incentive for you to get on there and find out just how good their platform is. I've been using them for my bracket pools for years. I've used them for Super Bowl squares. I use them for everything that I need to use them for. The biggest survivor pool that I'm in for both NFL and NCAA tournament is by Run Your Pool. So go check them out. The link's below. Tap in. Do you guys ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument, that your takes weren't hot? They were right? Well, I have an answer to all of your problems. Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all your predictions and hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove that you are, in fact, the smartest one in the room and the smartest one in your friend group. We all know how much that matters. You can always win the bar argument with the vaulted app. They're also going to be releasing more than 50 pools over the course of the next three months from the NCAA tournament to the NBA playoffs on into baseball season. So download the app at the link below. Sign up for your three-month trial and store your predictions now and forever. Are you a college basketball junkie? Are you the kind of fan that gets frustrated that this beautiful sport has such a lack of national coverage outside of the month of March? Well, let me tell you about the Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network podcasts, live streams, and newsletters that cover the sport at every level on every platform from the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors the only way to keep up with college basketball is through the field of 68
1: I love that man and who will Northwestern take on
3: in the seven ten game it will be Boise State I don't understand why they would send Marquette to Sacramento if this is Marquette
2: it has to be Marquette it doesn't
3: make any it doesn't make any geographical sense to send him to Sacramento UCLA. Oh, it is UCLA. Right. Yeah. Oh, it,
1: is. it is UCLA. The Bruins are the two headed to Sacramento. I'm way too stuck
3: on the Marquette thing. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. So yeah, that's, this is exactly where I had. Uh, well, I, I had the Gonzaga Grand Canyon matchup. Exactly. Right. Um, TCU makes a ton of sense. Nevada is the big shocker here. UCLA will take on UNC Asheville in the two fifteen
1: game. All right. Holy smokes, guys. Listen, in golf, there's four tournament rounds. They called day three moving day. This felt like moving region for this tournament. A lot of things surprised us. You got some natural reactions from these guys. Brad, what's the biggest shock of this unveiling?
2: Uh, definitely Nevada being in. I- I'm not saying I wouldn't say it's a shock, though. I-, I had them in. I think we all had them in probably until maybe a week before the selection so- show. So not totally surprised by that. You know, basically, we're down to the teams we're looking to see who are going to get in. USC, Providence, and Rutgers. One of those teams uh, will not be in the field. Yes. Wow. Oregon State and Vanderbilt and Clemson and Wisconsin, other teams that we had on the bubble, of course. Wow.
1: Uh, let's let's go back to St Mary's quickly because uh we we were all I think surprised to see them on the five line Rocco is that baffling to you or, or or I guess what how did they end up on the five I didn't see that coming
3: well I think that's where they were probably entering the week in fact they were I talked to the uh, St Mary's athletic director on Tuesday night before the game I was there and um said hey you guys are pretty solidly a five just don't get your butt kicked and of course, they got their butt kicked. So um, I thought it was warranted to drop them to a six, especially with you know some teams like Duke and and others that are hot that kind of belonged up on the five. You know, we talked a lot about um, uh, well, San Diego State got there. Of course, I thought TCU or Miami would get there. Miami ended up getting there. Uh, so they obviously just felt like Gonzaga was strong enough to not penalize St. Mary's at all and just leave them right there. Okay. I want to ask you guys
1: about Illinois. I think this is a juicy first round matchup with Arkansas, Illinois, a nine seed Northwestern in the same region, a seven seed and just off other big 10 unveilings, Penn state, a team who beat Illinois three times this season, a 10 seed. Does Illinois as a nine make sense, Brad? It does make sense. I think it makes perfect
2: sense. Um, they beat UCLA and Texas to start the season. I mean, those are arguably two of the best wins that any team in the country has, but the problem why they're a nine seed once big 10 play started, they really didn't beat anybody. They, they won some games at home, but they really didn't beat anybody on the road. They haven't, they haven't looked particularly great. Um, but maybe when the NCAA tournament begins, maybe they flip the switch back on. Um, and maybe they're a team that could, that could, you know, win their first game and, and give the the one seed a, a run for their money. Yeah,
1: I think they certainly could. Um, looking down to the play-in game here, Arizona State and Nevada, you guys already talked about the surprise that Nevada was included. Uh, what about Arizona State? Are we surprised that they're in the first four game?
3: They were the one that made the most sense to me. I think that's right where they belonged. You know, definitely good enough to be one of the best 36 at large based on the road damage they did, but also super skeptical results on the downside of their resume, the loss to Texas Southern in the early part of the season and um, some other shaky losses. Um, I, I felt like Dayton made the most sense. So that one that one did not shock me at all. I'm, I'm happy that they got in. Okay.
1: Uh, All right, same game I've been playing. Give me a double-digit seed here that you like the path for.
3: Man, uh, can you tell us who the 12 is again? <laughs>
1: yeah, let me run here. I'll run through the matchups for you. I got a picture of it. When in doubt, on when in one
3: in doubt, one in doubt, ask who the 12 seed is. Right, yeah, sorry, v- v- yeah, VCU's
1: the VCU's the 12 taking on St. Mary's, Iona, the 13 taking on Yukon, uh Boise State, the 10 taking on Northwestern, Grand Canyon, the 14, taking on Gonzaga, and then of course the play-in-game Arizona State, Nevada taking on TCU.
3: Wow. I don't really like any of them that much. Um you Know I Iona UConn could be interesting, but I just think Yukon's too deep and talented, and Patino's probably on his way to St. John's. Um, not that the players care that much, but um, you know, that one doesn't feel great. St. Mary's VCU, that's actually a pretty good matchup for Saint Mary's. Um, to be able to, you know, be a team that VCU is not used to playing. That's how St. Mary's can do really well in non-league games. Um, so so I probably lean St. Mary's there. And I think Northwestern got a nice draw getting Boise, but Um, You know, Boise's solid enough to where Northwestern could get thrown off their game. Boise's got a top 10 defense. And if Northwestern's off, you've seen them play a lot, Greg. um, Mm -hmm. Boise might steal that win. The Mountain West really needs a win in this tournament. That might be the best chance for them to get one.
1: I think you're right there. I bet Mountain West fans have had that one circled here. Um, All right, we are going to go to the East. The final region is being unveiled right now. And no surprise, the Purdue Boilermakers are the final number one seed. Uh, they did take care of Penn State. We don't think it would have mattered anyway. And they are on the and one they, line still as they are celebrating their championship at the United Center.
2: The FDU and Texas Southern.
1: Wait a minute. Southeast Missouri State or Howard? Wait, that's...
2: They, they already showed already, that.
1: They already showed that. That's an error, folks. CBS, damn it, get it together, folks. Is the yeah, first one the errors? The, they fixed it. Okay, so Fairleigh Dickinson or Texas Southern are the actual number sixteen seeds. Sorry, Fairleigh Dickinson <laughs> and Texas Southern, you don't get your moment, apparently. All right, moving on. Memphis uh, is the eight seed here. Florida Atlantic is the nine. That's juicy.
3: Wow. That's bad. That's poor. I mean, that's that's hurts my feelings because uh, Florida Atlantic is a dominant team. You, you could argue the eight, I guess. They're a hard team to, to place just based on the fact they uh, don't play in the big league. But uh, yeah, and putting them in an eight, nine game, at least they got the weakest of the number ones.
1: I'm already, I shouldn't be writing off Florida Atlantic anytime a team wins 31 games, but I'm already salivating at the idea of Memphis's athletes and Kendrick Davis against Purdue in the round of 32. And to uh, put
3: Memphis against Florida Atlantic, that is just an absolute crime against humanity. Those are yeah. two, those are two Elite Eight level teams in an brutal. eight, nine game.
1: Absolutely brutal. <laughs> uh, this region is, uh, fellas, Duke is the five seed. Oral Roberts is the 12 seed. Oof. Oral Roberts and Duke? I mean, come on, committee. Look at this. It's unbelievable. These are a lot of teams that people want to pick to make deep runs. and They're all facing each other, guys. I'm baffled right now. The four seed is the Tennessee Volunteers.
2: Louisiana.
1: Louisiana is the 13. I can tell you that uh, there will be a lot of brackets out there. Whoever you pick between Duke and Oral Roberts are going to be picked against Tennessee, I think. Uh, Maybe we shouldn't write off Louisiana, but that's where my head is at. Let's move on to the bottom half of this region. There's eight spots left, guys. The six seed, Kentucky.
2: It's Providence or Rutgers.
1: Moment of truth.
0: Man.
2: It's Providence. Providence, Wow! So the ten seed is USC or Rutgers.
1: Yeah, you'd think USC probably there. You would
2: think it's USC.
1: Oh,
3: I'm still on the four thirteen game, guys.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Kentucky, Providence in the six eleven. Down to the three seed, Kansas
3: State. So Providence gets in. Rutgers goes to the NIT. Am, I wonder doing. if any of that has to do with Rutgers getting into Dayton last year. I don't know. I would hope not. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Kansas State is
1: the three, and they will take on Montana State in the first round.
3: Good matchup for Montana State. I like that. Bobcats have three potential pros, probably one NBA guy, two guys overseas.
2: You guys Very want to fill in team.
3: these last four? four Michigan should be Michigan
2: guys. State, USC.
3: Yep. Marquette and so marquette got columbus and then they should be playing against vermont or is it Asheville? can't remember
1: less uh columbus yep. here michigan's michigan state is the seven usc is the 10 you guys nailed it and mark
3: will be the two Ashe- and then
2: Asheville against marquette
3: yep that'll be it wow yeah vermont totally got called right
1: That's my favorite moment of this show every year, guys, is when uh, you guys just have the bracket done before the bracket is out. I absolutely love it. Uh, Brad, I mean, uh, let's just, I guess, say the names officially just to put a stamp on this. Marquette is the final two seed. They will take on the winner of Michigan State, USC, if they can win their first round game
3: against uh, Vermont is the 15 seed here. No, it is Vermont. So Asheville only got called. No, Asheville got called. They play UCLA, I'm guessing. They must have been because I wasn't paying attention to the yeah uh, Either that or we have more continuity errors from CBS here. No, it's, good. it's good if Asheville's playing UCLA because that's, that's the matchup I had. I like to get those right. You know where you don't get continuity errors, gentlemen? On fielding the 68,
1: okay? Uh, just throwing that out there. All right. Rutgers is not in the field, Brad.
2: Yeah, that's um, it's interesting. I can't say I'm shocked, though. Basically, what the committee did, they judged Rutgers by how they played without without Mawatt Mag. And the reality is they were not the same team. Um, they didn't have any significant victories without him in the lineup. Yes, they played better in the Big Ten tournament. Um, they seemed to be competitive, but that's not all that the committee was looking at. The committee was also looking at different items on their resume. Like number one, I'll start with, is Rutgers' strength of schedule, which is over 300 would have been the worst in the field. That's a problem. A team like Clemson got left out with a strength of schedule of over 300. That's something that Rutgers can control. Uh, so improving their non-conference strength of schedule is something that they need to look at moving forward. Their road neutral record of being five and nine was not particularly great. They had four quadrant three losses. No other team in the field had that. Um, and and they had a strength of record of 57 which would have been the worst of any team in the field. So there's a lot of factors that went into Rutgers not getting in. They did win at Purdue early in the season, but unfortunately the committee judged Rutgers by their current roster and the current roster showed that they're not an NCAA tournament team. Interesting. Okay.
1: Uh I, Guys, I'm just going to call it like I see it here. And you can tell me I'm wrong because you are the experts. I think the East region is the most wide open region. I'm not in love with Purdue. I think they're the weakest one seed. Marquette's playing great ball. I don't mean to write them off, but um, two teams jump out at me here, guys. Duke on the five line, Kentucky on the six line. I kind of feel like the door's wide open for one of those two blue bloods to actually run through this. Rocco, am I wrong for uh, feeling that this is the weakest region?
3: Yeah, I don't know, because I think I I can't get away from the 8-9 game and those being two tremendous teams um, who I could see uh, both of them beating Purdue, uh, for sure. And, you know, uh, for the Owls' sake, it's been such a great year. I'd love to see it be them. But Memphis is old as heck, and they have the confidence coming off of a Houston win now to blitz through the first weekend of the NCAAs as well. Um, I think, you know, Duke and Oral Roberts is a heck of a matchup um duke's got the 24th best adjusted defense they've played a lot better defense down the stretch their defense will be supremely tested against max Asemus. but if duke can get by that you know obviously they're in uh, a great position to get to the sweet 16 and beyond uh so we'll see and then uh kentucky you know probably out of all those kentucky's got the best draw just because like you said uh the two they got the weakest two of marquette even though marquette's been Uh, team that everybody took for granted all year and they love that chip on the shoulder. I think Marquette would love to play Kentucky, but, uh, but yeah, I think just in comparison to the other twos and all that um, Kentucky's got a great draw.
1: Okay. I uh, I'm just imagining a world where Shaka smart and the chip on that team's shoulder has to go through Michigan state, Kentucky and Duke just to get to the final four. I mean, that would be a, a pretty insane path if that happened. Um, certainly some of those teams aren't, you know, typical on, uh, at their best version of themselves, but, uh, man, for, a a team that is playing great basketball, that would be very interesting to watch. All right. I'm going to run through the, the higher seeded teams again in this region, just like we've done, you've talked about a couple of them here. Uh, But Oral Roberts on the 12 line, they play Duke, Louisiana's a 13. They play Tennessee. We've got Providence, the 11 playing Kentucky, USC, the 10 playing Michigan State, Montana State, the 14 playing Kansas State. Which one of those five do you pick and why is it Oral Roberts?
2: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you you, you know what? Duke has been playing so much better over the course of the last few weeks, Um, but yeah, that That's the pick. That's it the has pick to aesthetic. be the pick, I mean, right? It
1: has to be the pick. Pro,
2: I mean, probably going to take Oral Roberts against no matter who they played. Um, but yeah, that's, that's got upset special written all over it. Rocco.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to all the way pick it, but I really, I really think there's a couple stories to be told about the Montana state Bobcats at the 14 line. Um, a team I know very well. Um, they've got three, three guys that will play professionally for sure uh battle and bellow are very very special battle might even get a cup of coffee in the in the nba an elite shooter um you know they played like crap last year in the tournament they played texas tech and texas tech put that defense on them and they got destroyed lost by 40 plus i know they're going to be much hungrier this year to have a better showing and kansas state you know um they've had a special year uh but they have some games where you did they do look pretty beatable and i i just i just think montana state's gonna be up for the fight um in that matchup. And it'd be a, a pretty, uh, pretty, if any three fourteen is going to happen, I could see that one happening.
1: All right, let's go broad. Look, now we have the entire field revealed. What's the biggest surprise, whether it's a team that got in, you didn't expect or a team that is out that you didn't expect. What is the most surprising thing about this full reveal?
2: I'd say yeah. for, for for me, it's, it's Rutgers. That's, that's my biggest surprise. Uh, I, I can't say I'm shocked because I knew there was always the possibility that they would get left out. Um, but, you know, we, we, went through all the reasons why um, I think the committee for the most part did it, did a good job there. I think they were, I thought Texas A&M was underseeded by a couple seeds, seeds, um, especially the way that they've been playing lately. I know they had two quadrant four losses, but you know, at, at some point you need to realize like, Hey, this team is, this team's on fire. It's playing well um and I thought they should have been a better seed um and it's also interesting to to see Vanderbilt not make the field because they won 10 of their last 11 games and they had seven wins over the field um and it just goes to show you that what the committee says how you play in the last 10-12 games it doesn't matter it's your total body of work
3: Rocco yeah for me it's um you know just because we're so fresh off of this, it's still the Florida Atlantic and uh, Memphis situation. You know, I think I had Florida Atlantic on the seven line, uh, very easy to see them on the eight, Um, them dropping to a nine, you know, even with that amazing uh, championship result, blowing out UAB and getting up to 13 in the net, the NCAA's own tool, the net um didn't matter uh they kept them as a nine there there was no conference usa representation on the committee there was also no american conference representation on the committee and i feel like if we had one or the other they would have probably made sure to to either a get those seeds a little bit better or or not have that matchup at least you know i thought i thought both those teams were top 32 teams which means top eights which means there should be no way they play each other um and i also just think you know in general this probably meant Michigan state went up to a seven to prevent a big te- a big 10 team from having to play Purdue in the second round. And if that was the case um, it's easy to justify for them, but I thought Michigan state was clearly below Florida Atlantic after losing by 10 to the Buckeyes in their final impression. Um, they didn't see it that way. And, and to me, that's just a little surprising uh, because you know, the the amount of work a team like Florida Atlantic's put in to win all these games in, in the, the toughest conference USA in over a decade And to be treated this way in a nine seed against a very high level uh, Memphis team with NBA level
2: players um, is just simply wrong. And it's funny, Rocco, because I remember discussing this with you the other day. I'm like, "What would be a bad matchup for a team like FAU, who I know you you love?" And the team (laughs) you said was Memphis. Exactly. I mean, no. I
3: talked to coaches about it in the eight nine range at at Big Ten schools and otherwise. Otherwise, and they all say the same thing. This is not my own opinion. This is from like actual staffs. Nobody wants to play Memphis. And, you know, I want to see Florida Atlantic play a big school. I think we all do. And Memphis is a big school. They're just not in a big conference yet. They probably will be in the future, but.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's just tough. It really is Memphis. a team I don't think anybody wants to play right now, as you guys alluded to, I'm also still kind of laughing that the big tens mediocrity led to a positive result for Michigan state here. So many teams that are just on that eight, nine line. Eh, Somebody has got to bump up. It has to happen. Here you go. Spartans. I really do like the draw for Michigan state here, even though they could run into Marquette potentially. Um, all right, we've got a minute left. So rapid fire time, give me the the strongest and weakest region. We'll go to Rocco first and then we'll go to Brad quickly.
3: Oh man. Um, put me on the spot. I, I should probably get a bracket pulled up,
1: but uh <laughs>
3: Or Might just make quick.
1: something up, Rocco. We got ten seconds. You're on the clock.
3: <laughs> yeah, know I know like my bracket's pretty close to the real bracket, which is a great sign for my score and all that stuff. But I would just say the one with Houston in it because I know um they stacked the deck with uh, Texas as the two. and And here I do have a copy of the bracket now. And as you take a look at it, um, you know Drake's a very strong twelve up there next to Houston. You also have Indiana and Kent State, which will be a fabulous four thirteen matchup. Um, all the way down to Auburn playing in Birmingham against Houston, even though Houston's the better team, Auburn might be playing a home game there. And then you look down on the second half of the of the Midwest. You know, Texas is the best of the twos, and then you also have you know Xavier might be the weakest of the threes, but. I think in general that's the one I go with because A at seven is is definitely the
2: strongest seven. Okay, Brad, strongest weakest. I I like the the West um, to be the strongest with Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, and UConn. I thought UConn was a team that that could have been a three seed. Um, that's that's going to be a heck of a region. Um, and you know, don't discount UCLA. They have injuries, but I, I'm never going to bet against Mick Cronin. That's for sure.
1: Ah, uh, we have the official last team in the field was Nevada. The first team out was not Rutgers; it was Oklahoma State. Guys, very interesting. Rutgers was
2: this was the second team out. Um, very, very interesting.
1: Yeah. And All right. Was
3: the, I, who was the uh, third and the fourth? Did they say?
1: Uh, I did not see it, but I'm also just looking it was, everywhere.
2: It right was now. North Carolina and Clemson. Wow. Carolina.
3: Wow. So oh. they got the, well. Part of that is so those four teams, Greg, they go as the number one seeds in the NIT. So I think okay. part of that might be some politicking to get them home court advantage through
1: the NIT. You got to love when people politic in North Carolina's favor. Isn't that the best thing in college basketball? All right, gentlemen, this was a a very fun, chaotic hour. I think this tournament is going to be a fun, chaotic tournament. Speaking of that, we're going to have a fun, chaotic show for the rest of the night. So many faces from the field of 68 are going to jump on. Coming up next, we've got Rob Doster, Randolph Childress, Terrence Oglesby. They will continue on our marathon show here on the Field of 68. For Brad Walktel, for Rocco Miller, thanks a lot, guys, for all your work this season. Uh, and we're going to throw to break right now.